Bradley, thank you. It's 815 developing this morning. Former U.S. Attorney Bill Barr talking about the mood surrounding the Trump campaign around the time of the 2020 election. There was an avalanche of all these allegations of fraud that built up over a number of days, and it was like playing whack-a-mole because something would come out one day, and then the next day it would be another issue. His recorded testimony was played yesterday in front of the January 6th committee. Barr said former President Trump seemed, quote, detached from reality as his family members, campaign advisors, and top government officials worked to convince him that his claims of election fraud were not true. The January 6th committee says former President Trump's claims sparked last year's attack on the U.S. Capitol. But there's... A little bit of uh, what, oh, political gamesmanship or uh, I don't know. What's another nice way of saying flat out lies? See, the January 6th committee claims that on one hand, it was Trump's statements at his speech on January 6th. You know, the one where he said, OK, we're all going over to the well, you know what? Let's play it. We're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will See whether Republicans stand strong for integrity. So, march peacefully and patriotically and make your voices heard. Now, I found another clip from NBC where that part is cut off. Gee, I wonder why. I don't actually wonder why, and, and I don't think you do either. We all know why. This January 6th committee exists to begin with. It's to stop Donald Trump from running. One. Two, it's to stop further protests from Democrat opposition. And it's to enrich the scumbags that are taking part in this whole thing. I spoke earlier about Brian Kemp and... Secretary of State Raffensperger winning their re-election in, in Georgia. No doubt because they were complicit in installing Biden by not doing a meaningful signature match against the ballots that were received in the 2020 election. So Bill Barr says it's like playing whack-a-mole trying to push all of these fraud allegations, doesn't that sort of mean to you, it does to me, that there were 
fraud allegations popping up everywhere. We're like, what, what does Bill Barr have to hide? Why is Bill Barr trying to protect himself? I mean, that's what this is. He agrees to go before the January 6th committee and testify against Trump or else or else what? Well, maybe it has to do with this article from heavy.com. It was updated August 10th, 2019. So I guess we don't get to see when it was originally written, but it, <clears throat> I believe uh heavy.com is uh Leftist propaganda rag. Could check on some headlines and confirm. Nothing jumps out immediately. Oh, here's an article about Steve Kerr. He loves the spotlight. It all seems pretty uh, innocuous. But the headline here, Attorney General William Barr's personal ties to Wait for it. Jeffrey Epstein. On August 10th, Jeffrey Epstein, accused sex trafficker, financier, was found dead of an apparent suicide at a Manhattan jail. Julia McFarlane announced, breaking, Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide overnight at MCZ Manhattan, the federal lockup where he had been held pending trial on federal sex trafficking charges. Three law enforcement officials told ABC News, As more and more news outlets reported on Epstein's suicide, there were numerous questions as to how this could have happened in the first place. The 66-year-old was already under suicide watch following a previous attempt to take down, yeah, we know the story, guards were asleep, cameras weren't working. Barr put out the following official statement on Saturday. I was appalled to learn that Jeffrey Epstein was found dead early this morning from an apparent suicide while in federal custody. Yeah, I'm sure you were, Billy boy. While it was once thought that Barr would be recusing himself from having oversight on the Epstein prosecution on July 9th, it was clarified that Barr consulted with career ethics officials at the department and concluded that he only needed to recuse himself from the internal Justice Department probe of Labor Secretary Alex Acosta and his involvement of of approving a highly controversial no-prosecution deal with Epstein back in 2008. Barr did not recuse himself from Epstein's current prosecution in Manhattan and is now instructing the Department of Justice's Inspector General to open a probe into the disgraced financier's death. Before Epstein's alleged suicide, he was facing 45 years in prison if if convicted of conspiracy and sex trafficking dozens of underage girls in New York and Florida. There is concern over, over William Barr's involvement in Epstein's case not only for the way he handled Robert Mueller's testimony over the Russian probe, but because of his personal ties. I don't know what the hell is going on with this thing. But because of his personal ties with Epstein himself. Barr worked at the law firm, which represented Epstein, in 2008. In 2009, Barr joined the law firm Kirkland & Ellis, the same law firm which got Epstein a no prosecution deal. During Barr's confirmation hearing in January, when Nebraska, and when Nebraska Senator Ben Sass asked Barr whether he would conduct a full and thorough investigation into the Justice Department's handling of Epstein's case, Barr responded, Senator, I have to recuse myself from Kirkland and Ellis matters, I am told. And I think Kirkland and Ellis 
may be involved in that case, so I need to sort out exactly what my role can be. I will say that if I'm confirmed, I'll make sure your questions are answered on this case. So we know he was confirmed and selected by Donald Trump. This is a mystery. More from the article, William Barr's father allegedly hired Epstein in the 1970s. Frank Figliuzzi, a former FBI assistant director for counter- in- counterintelligence, said that Barr's father, Donald Barr, once hired Epstein to teach at Dalton School, a private academy in New York City, back in 1973. Even though Epstein had not obtained a college degree, Donald brought Epstein, who was only 20 years old and had dropped out of both Cooper Union and New York University's Courant Institute, he was brought on board to teach calculus and physics. Now, if that doesn't throw up some red flags, I don't, I don't know. You got to check check your, your red flag meter. And this is more damning evidence of Trump's involvement with the establishment. Not necessarily with Epstein. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to make that connection. Maybe the connection is there. He's got pictures with Epstein. But Epstein's got pictures with lots of people, along with his mistress, madam, pimp, trafficker, Ghislaine Maxwell, who may or may not still be in prison. But this whole Epstein saga illustrates how politics works. Not, I mean, not just politics, but power in the country and across the world. People get themselves into compromising situations with people like Epstein and Maxwell. And then I would assume that this damning information, pictures, videos, etc. is then sold to the highest bidder. Or they keep the evidence for themselves, the Epstein-Maxwell organization, and then use it to manipulate politicians and powerful people. And I think this is the tip of the spear. Or the, the entire spearhead. Because it seems, along with Liz Cheney, and I'm sure several other of the January 6th hearing scumbags... There's a lot to be won or lost based on what these blackmailed individuals are willing to do for the blackmailers. You're going to leave the southern border wide open, for example. Myra Flores, I think it was. Just flipped the Texas uh, District 38 house. Hold on, the internet's being super awesome. Uh, It was District 34, which the uh, Democrats have had, had since like the 1800s. 
Yeah, they've had it for a long time. And it just flipped Republican. And it's a good indication uh, to the glee of the GOP and to the absolute horror of the Democrats that Hispanics are voting Republican. At, they're voting Republican at least for, for this person. And, and she won it by eight points. Pretty resounding victory. I, and I, it makes me wonder why are Hispanics over their Democrat votes? Is it, I mean, is it for the same reason that a lot of not, just a lot of everyone is over voting Democrat? We sure have gotten a lot of uh, red-pilled people figuring out the problem in this country, but it's not just Democrats. This is what concerns me. We get these bones. The establishment throws us a bone. Oh, here you go. Here's Myra Flores. She'll win by huge margins. To restore our faith in elections so that when we don't get our way, we think, oh, man, okay, maybe it's not so bad. Or worse, that we get Republicans elected that will go in and then pull a Liz Cheney and a Mitt Romney and start behaving like Democrats. Rick Caruso, the uh, Los Angeles mayor candidate, was a Republican. Then he went independent. Then he went Democrat and ran for mayor. But we have another situation now where he was ahead and lost overnight because California is universal mail-in voting. So how can we have faith in our elections when these kind of things still go on? In the dead of the night, suddenly leads are flipped and candidates are winning elections after Gavin Newsom was recalled, but then won the recall election with 70% of the vote. I mean, that just seems very suspicious to me. It seems like a very good reason to not have faith in our elections. We can take these victories and we can feel good about them, but we need to remain cautious because the people that have been screwing us for decades are still in control. Nancy Pelosi has been in office for almost 50 years. Same for Joe Biden. Same for a lot of these establishment politicians. I do not have faith. You should not have faith either. Thank you for hanging out. Please share this show. I appreciate it. And I'll be back. Goodbye. Goodbye. 